0: Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers, just like you. Every Monday, I chat about recently watched movies with my close friend and artist, Danny Haas.
1: Probably the worst part of this movie, and that is the character of Spider, the little Tarzan white boy
0: running around. This
1: kid needs a, this
0: more than just a loincloth. And my close friend and movie insider, Protolexis.
2: Oh, yeah, when he's walking out to the pool fully nude with the champagne glasses. How about the sex in the pool, though?
0: This seed, this movie. Every month, we have a new theme that guides our featured presentation for that episode. And this time around, we're closing out our special Avatar event month with the sequel, Avatar The Way of Water. To celebrate, we also have our dear friend Ketcher from the Cynonauts podcast.
3: Just look at any of the scenes during, like, the whale hunting And you tell me where the set starts and where the CG begins. Like, I can't figure it out.
0: Just a note that the uncut version of this episode, available on our Patreon, runs two hours long and includes a discussion about our favorite movies of the year. Is Avatar 2 the most immersive cinema experience of all time? Or does Spider and the weak storyline ruin the whole thing? Let's find out together. The end of Avatar event month. This is it. Use the chapters in your app to skip right to the discussion if you want. Because if I can be brutally frank, we have a lot to talk about this episode. Let me just rattle them off real quick. We have a guest. We have Avatar 2. We have to talk about and announce our next theme for January. And we didn't talk about this, but we're also going to reveal our fave movies of the year. This is the last episode of the year. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Danny pooped himself earlier <laughs> when he remembered Forgot. that we were going to talk about our movies of the year. Pube. Just, I'm just setting the stage, folks. <sighs> Buckle up. Please. You saw Proto's videos on IG earlier. He's preparing. You were preparing people on IG this week, Proto, for this I, episode. I'm trying to prepare people because I don't want to catch them off guard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's smart. If anyone has watched Proto's videos, can we get the algorithm to correctly transcribe your words? <laughs> it doesn't look like it's doing a very good job at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's something there's something wrong over there. Is it my speech? Am I speaking wrong? Maybe it's the beard. Is it the beard interference? No.
0: <laughs> beard interference. All right, so we have a guest this episode. Let's talk about the guests let's bring them in one of the hosts of the Cynonauts podcast which goes through the criterion collection in a very fun way but more importantly than all that a very close friend of ours catcher welcome to the show finally i'm so blessed to be here i'm so excited (laughs) i've been waiting for the
3: call patiently i said one day one day my friends will ask for me to join them and i'm not going to pressure them they're when it feels right right they will find me and then i sent Slim Attacks and stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
3: Please, now is the time. This is the time. I was I've been
0: a, waiting for three years, and I think now is the time for Avatar 2, actually.
3: That's right. I was sitting in the theater watching a movie that was not Avatar, and I thought to myself, oh, Avatar's coming out. And I was like, oh, God, Cynonauts is still on hiatus, and now I will have no one to talk about this. And Emma is, <laughs> is going to go and watch it once and then never want to talk to me about it again, and I can't have that. So I texted Slim. I said, I think now is the time.
0: Cinnanauts, is, this, the return of Cinnanauts right around the corner. Right, right around the corner. Right around the corner of that podcast. With yes. Ian.
3: I am making filler content and, um, like once a week until we can get things started up again. We're very mm-hmm. excited.
0: We're big fans of cinnamon knots. So when we have a guest on for the first time, we usually like to introduce that friend of ours through their letterboxed four favorites. So I took some notes. I took a peek at your four favorites. Let's just get a taste Yeah, I just updated this actually. Wait, hopefully. Oh, Oh. hold on a second. This was no. This was like this was
3: like a few weeks ago, like three or four weeks ago. I updated it. Hold the friggin'
0: phone. Hold the friggin' phone, if I may. Uh, Number one on that list, which we've covered, Uh the Blair Witch Project. Yes.
3: Tell us why
0: that's number one on your faves.
3: It's like um, it might like be one of the most like perfect movies ever. It's the one of the most lean movies ever. It uses so very little to do so very much Mm. um both like financially obviously they had a small like budget but like what they're actually doing what you see in the movie what goes through like what's even happening it's some grainy black and white footage some torn up flannel and a couple creepy people at the beginning and like that gets you to like one of the craziest most beautifully executed like horror finales in history it's like perfect Mm-hmm. horror has this really amazing thing where it doesn't cost a lot. And so a director with vision can make something like super outstanding for not a lot. And so I think mm-hmm. it's like a perfect genre for young filmmakers to like flex their muscles and try something new.
0: You remember that episode, that time we had talking about Blair Witch Project? I do.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, it was a great time. Those, those horror months. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's some talk in chat, uh, catcher make a horror movie with me that's from kk sure we're we're, we're things are moving in chat you All know right. like, get, progressing talk, speak fast to my agent speak
3: to my agent you'll oh,
0: uh, get in line here. kk yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh cinnamon it at gmail.com to discuss with his agent
3: cinnamon pod cinnamon
0: pod at gmail.com <laughs> please i can't have any <laughs> that of those email probably expired ian let that expire <laughs> yeah. no one's checking that email someone took it over for and they'll sell it to you for 10 grand do the right thing is your next film in your top four spike yes. lee 1989
3: Ooh. yes um a perfect film yeah. i mean i guess if you're putting it in your top four that's how you feel probably but uh, i just watched this again uh at the tiff lightbox Uh, Actually, um, Sophie, who was on your Titanic episode, was talking Mm. about how she saw Marie Antoinette for like a fashion focused thing. This was part of it as well. Um, and we, they had a opening interview with Ruth E. Carter, who's the, the, uh, costume designer for that movie. She was also on Black Panther, won an Academy Award for that. Um, And this is a movie I saw like really young in college during like a film class. And it has stuck with me ever since. It's a movie that makes me question my beliefs every time I watch it and how I feel about things, um, which I think is the most healthy thing you can do is like Mm -hmm. constantly be questioning what you're doing. Um, And it taught me something very specific this time, which was, and that's why I moved it into my top four. You don't always need to have answers, but you should be always making sure you're asking the right questions. Mm, and awesome. so you leave that movie and for me personally, I has has anyone done the right thing? I never know for sure. <laughs> I never know for sure. Um, but it makes me question that, and so I think that's healthy.
0: Mm. Proto said the same thing about Avatar last week. Made him question everything. Yes. Made him ask these that's right. these same things.
3: We're gonna have the same conversation tonight, I think. <laughs>
0: Uh Martha Marcy May Marlene. Yes, is, is your me? number 3. What the French toast? This is streaming on Hulu. What the heck is this? This is an accept, an, an
3: exceptional film. Uh the first film from uh the Olsen twin, that's not the twin. What's her name? Elizabeth Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. Um she escapes a cult mm-hmm. and um is picked up by her sister, her older sister, and we are with her post-cult while she's experiencing life outside the cult. And then at the same time, we're flashing back to her experience living in the cult. Mm. And as those two worlds like sort of intersect and interlap, you start learning about like her experience and what she's gone through. And then for me, the thing that really is amazing is her sister who's protected her she, you sort of start realizing that her and her sister have sort of been living parallel lives to each other. Um, and this is like, again, like, um, Blair Witch Project lean, super lean. Mm-hmm. Every scene is perfectly designed to do one specific thing. And, uh, it's the first time I've seen characters that feel like, four dimensional I used in my review like mm-hmm. you understand time has affected these people and there's like an ex- a shared experience that they have that they don't ever explicitly talk about it that is clearly affecting them and it's awesome and very easy to
0: watch streaming goodness. on Hulu. My yeah, watch really.
3: it. I'm, I'm like uh, this is my new like speed racer. It's like the thing that I'm okay. championing is if I can okay. tell anyone to watch I'm a not. movie that's the one you should watch.
2: I love the poster. The poster's like great. Poster. Yeah. yeah, it's really awesome.
3: It's like amazing. Really good. Everyone should watch it.
0: Final movie in your top four before we announce January's theme. We're not even waiting until the episode ends. That's it. how big it is. It's how big it is. <laughs> We're going uh, hard. A, a move. We are going so hard for January. <laughs> you, this is a movie you covered on the Cineauts. Yes. Haunting. Erotic. Unforgettable. Yes. Avatar 2. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Women in the Dunes.
3: Yeah, um, this is like uh, the biggest shock of our entire Cynonauts podcasting experience. It's like 2001, but instead of sand, I mean, instead of space, it's sand, which is a stupid <laughs> thing to say. But um, I won't even try to explain it. It's just you should go and watch it. Um, it's mm. ju- it's it's better than Dune at making sand interesting. I'll oh. put it. So, nice.
2: oh, we love a little Dune
0: dragging on here.
3: So, <laughs> thank you. Dune's exceptional. <laughs> this is better. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're glad to have you here. We're excited to discuss Avatar The Way of the Water, just mere moments. We're True. mere moments away. But Avatar Event Month is over. And we All thought, right. you know, what do we do next? We did three Jim Cameron movies. Yep. How can we rebound? You know, how can we change it up, Proto?
2: Where can we go? If you Avatar 2 is the most recent movie that's come out. We can't go into the future. The only, the only place we can go is the past.
0: Oof. We got to go back. What? Further back. Back to the past. Proto was alluding to it. We're doing 70s month for January. <laughs> oh my God. We're going back. Oh. We're going back to potentially the biggest, most successful decade in the history of film. The 1970s.
2: I've said it before. I've said it many times on this show. I've asked the question, is the 70s the greatest decade for Mm. film? And I think the answer is yes. (laughs) We're about to find out.
0: I cannot wait to see our picks for this month. I cannot wait. I mean... I feel like Proto only watches 70 movies, 70s movies. If it's not Jim Carrey and CGI from Robert Zemeckis, who should be imprisoned, by the way, yeah. for these films, it's a 70s film. You're buying yeah. Blu-rays that don't even work on your Blu-ray player, for God's sake. Yep.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we're also doing something very different for 70s month. We're going to get some time off. We're going to... I was about to say something I can't say. But we're Excuse going to me. do a double shot recording oh. we're doing two episodes in one night we're doing the first two episodes of 70s month in one night so at the end of the show we'll announce my pick but we're starting off with a joint pick this has yes. never never been done in the history of the show what when i tell you we're going hard <laughs> for this month we will be doing streaming on hbo max and the criterion channel next week scenes from a marriage 1974 oh, no. Igmar bergman My king. Okay. 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 Just to set the stage for this month. So add that to your watch list. It's streaming in several places. It's time to change it up. You know, we have different tastes. We do different things. We watch different things.
1: Name another podcast that follows Avatar 2 with scenes from a marriage.
0: (laughs) I dare you. I dare you. Has it been done? Should it be done? We will find out. (laughs) We will find out. This is
1: a
5: mistake.
0: (laughs) Who can say? Uh now let's see. Should we, I mean, we have, do we want to talk about what we watched this week Proto? Anything you want to highlight from the past um,
2: week? Oh god, I I probably should just mention this to get it on the record, but I watched Showgirls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Avatar 2, Scenes from a Marriage, Showgirls.
2: Uh, um yeah, Paul Verhoeven 1995 um You know, when people talked about this movie and like having, you know, a lot of bad reviews of this, you know, I thought maybe just, you know, it's, it's because of the content or they didn't like the story, but it really is the fact that it's just a terrible movie. (laughs) Uh, The the story's terrible. The acting is atrocious. Uh, I I don't know what Paul Verhoeven was thinking with this movie. Just one of the worst viewing experiences (laughs) I've had in a long time. I... I had to stop it, not because my normal reason, because it was late. I just needed to take a break. I would have <laughs> DNF this movie, but I knew I w- it would be like with me for the rest of my life. I oh, I God. had to finish it. I had to see what Kyle MacLachlan is going to do in this. <laughs> I had to see it all the way through. Um, but it, it's it just got worse the further it went on, and I'm glad it's behind me. You know, I can complete the Verhoeven. You know, um, I know I'm at the bottom. Mm-hmm. All the all we got is up from here mm. with Verhoeven, so that's at least uh, you know a, a good thing. But yeah, one star for
0: Showgirls. I, I'd be interested to see your thoughts on his L movie, which I thought was very fascinating. It Was a Verhoeven fil- film that shocked me, shocked me to my core. Mm. But yeah, I had the same kind of viewing experience with Showgirls when I watched it last year or something. It, it came out and it was universally panned, and then it started to get a little bit of a cult following. So then I was like, "Am I wrong? Is this, is this actually a good movie overall?" And I watched it and I thought, "No, not for me." Mm. Uh, Danny, anything to compete with Showgirls that you watched this week? Uh,
1: Elf, (laughs) but no. uh, We're on our Christmas watches, so well, we watched uh, we did a double feature. We watched both Frozen movies, Uh, Elf. We watched The Holiday, which was a yearly watch for us. Uh, So nothing, nothing too crazy. I love The Holiday, by the way. Juke Law really? is sexy as hell in that movie. Oh, Jack my Black. God. Jack Black is a doll in that movie. Mm. King. King. Could be his best role.
0: <gasps> some yeah. say. Uh, speaking but of I best, love him. Speaking of best roles, Pratt, I forgot to ask what you thought of Kyle McLaughlin's stunt doubles butt cheeks in that one scene.
2: Oh, yeah, when he's walking out to the pool fully yeah. nude with the champagne
0: glasses. <laughs> right?
2: Nice uh stunt double cheeks um how about the sex in the pool though excuse me <laughs> this seed this movie
0: <laughs> that might be proto's intro audio for this there episode it people thinking it's <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> 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 Uh catcher anything you watched this week you want to highlight it all
3: yes two very important things oh god one <laughs> uh for all mankind this oh. i think they just finished season three I don't know how anyone feels about this show. It's excellent, and if you think it's bad, you're wrong. That's just I'm just going to leave it My at God. that.
0: What was uh, your second one?
3: The second thing is I love Love Island. If you've heard any me and Boom talking about it on Cynonauts, it's like Gosh. our favorite show ever. Um and it it may have competition. BBC just put out a new series called The Traders. Um and <laughs> it's God. basically among us, but but for real, with real people, um, and so it's it is, like the mole. Remember the mole with like the mole, Anderson Cooper, like the mole. Ooh. But um, uh, how? It less complicated. It's mm. l- literally, a, a, to... it's literally among us. It's literally among us, set um. in like a Scottish castle. Um, it's really good. It's like if you love Love Island, if you love just watching the human drama of people just turning on each other, it's perfect. So
0: most of my television knowledge comes from listening to the Cynonauts. Right. I, don't, I I think the only television it's a TV th- podcast. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's reversing the criterion by way of television. So, uh, so you've
3: watched all of Sex and the City, then I have
0: <laughs> No, I listened to that whole series. You guys did on Sex City. I haven't seen one freaking episode of Sex and the City. Slim. Uh, look, Slim, I, look, at not me. look at me right now, Slim. <laughs> look, don't look at them. Don't look at them. I have ghost hunting shows to watch. Don't, I don't have look, time no. for Sex and the no. City. I have Murder, She Wrote season 10 I'm going through right now in the background at the house. Slim, throw it all out. You don't need it. You don't need it. <laughs> throw it out. You just
3: need Sex and the City. Mm. My God. I'm Can
0: telling we get you.
2: get back to For All Mankind? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, let's quickly say hello to some new patrons before we talk about our movie, uh, you can join at 70mmpod.com or go to patreon.com slash 70mm. Caitlin and Nathan all joined this week. Uh, they got access to the VHS Village Discord, aka our legacy, discounts on Danny's prints, and uh, a bunch of exclusive episodes that are only available for supporters. We need to talk about this friggin' movie, Avatar yep, 2. The Way of Water. Uh, it's in theaters right now. Don't expect a whole lot of clips. You know, I'm not going to go scrounge around for clips of this movie. It's only in theaters. Pardo, what's this thing about?
2: More than a decade has passed since the Na'vi chased the sky people from Pandora. And in that time, Jake and Natiri have raised the family as the leaders of the Amatakaya clan. But when humanity returns, they come not only in great greater numbers, but with a new plan, colonization. Jake begins a guerrilla war against the humans, but soon becomes a danger to his people as he is hunted. Somehow, Colonel Quaritch has returned. Implanted with the mind and memories of their dead marines, a group of avatars are tasked with hunting down Jake and his family using any means necessary. In an attempt to protect his people and family, Jake takes the Sully's into hiding with the sea clans, where they must learn to adapt to a new way of life. They face adversity unlike ever before, must lean on each other, and through it all, learn the way of water.
3: Yeah, I've never.
0: I'm just experiencing that live is just <laughs> chef's kiss. Being in the same room as a proto synopsis is a uh, spiritual experience. Yeah, <laughs> we see it every week. We get it every week, baby. Uh, I can't tell if I'm giving positive or negative points for Rise of Skywalker reference in that synopsis. I have to meditate on it. Hmm. Um, gosh, where to start? Maybe we should talk about what our thoughts about the sequel were. When this movie came out, we touched on it a little bit last week, Danny, about how like Pandora and Disney were like, why, even though it's great? And like, how many years away is this movie going to happen? Were you thinking these movies would ever arrive? They kept getting delayed for so many years.
1: Yeah, I I thought they would come. I really did. I mean, I, I feel like James had this in the can for a while now. It just was delayed release, if I'm not mistaken. But I knew this would happen. Jim is a visionary. He's gonna tell his story,
0: and here we are. <laughs> Proto, did you have any hesitation about these movies coming?
2: Um, I guess not because it for so long we've been hearing that they were he was gonna make that and not just one, but th- four movies. Four sequels. Um, but I guess it's it's been so long and there wasn't really news, that much news about it, that it kind of just fell off my radar. You know, mm. it was just like out of
0: sight, out of mind. Right. Ketcher, what about you? What was your thought process in the last 13 years?
3: Just waiting patiently, I guess. Is the
0: only thing. <laughs> what else can you do?
3: Like um the first it was supposed to come out originally in like 2017, I think. Um and that was just the first of like, like you said five more or whatever whatever mm-hmm. the number was going to be. Yeah. Um and then it was just a matter of okay, well, I guess we'll just keep waiting and right. waiting and waiting and waiting and whenever he's ready, hopefully we'll
0: see it and thankfully we did or not or not I don't know we'll see we'll see see if we even like these movies who knows Um, but I remember thinking back to the first time I saw Avatar and I think he like announced the sequels were coming so not long after the first one and I remember being like perplexed like you're making two more of these Jim Mm. like am I gonna care about these Navi in in two more movies worth like cause I still like the human element and really, the human element, by the end of the first movie, is kind of gone. So you're almost fully absorbed in a Na'vi series of movies. And at that time, I wasn't really interested. So then last week, when we rewatched it, you know, I'm all in whoa, whoa. on Na'vi. My God. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm connecting my ponytail Mm -hmm. to the future of this movie franchise, is what I was doing last week.
3: You can't see Slim, but he's got blue face paint on
0: right now. (laughs) (laughs) It only took us 25 minutes for someone to mention it. Right. (laughs) Um, So, in this section of the show, we'll go round table, give our three points. that we notated during this viewing or what we tried to remember since we saw it in the theaters. And then we'll give our final letterbox rating. And if I if I can go first, please. Like, oh, God, no. I'm, I'm going to change it up. Lord have I'm going to change it up.
1: We have a guess.
0: Uh, <laughs> is this the most beautiful looking film ever made? <laughs> Avatar 2, The Way <play laughs> of Water. Is it, Proto? Is it?
2: Uh, I mean, if I'm just going off my limited memory... My limited uh, amount of movies that I've seen, I I I would be fine with saying that right now. <laughs> I would be totally fine with you making that statement and giving it, you know, saying yes, this is the most. I, I mean, if you're if we're talking about you know CGI in terms of what can be made, that's imaginary. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
3: Catcher, your thoughts. Well, yeah, I, like we need to define some parameters here.
5: <laughs> Catcher but, is uneasy. He yeah, is very uncomfortable okay.
0: with that statement.
3: Listen, I, it looks great, but I mean, I mean, you've seen other films, so like we have to be careful with the words. Words mean things, Slim. Okay, I'm just um, putting it out
0: there. I'm putting it up for debate.
3: Okay. What Proto said, the CG. I mean, there is no movie that looks better than this. None. There's nothing. It's like, and somehow it looks like it trumps the first one, which the first one made my brain melt. And this, I don't like what happened is that it doesn't, is was spiritual. Like it doesn't, it's incredible. I don't know how you do that. I don't know why we can't Mm -hmm. be doing this. I mean, obviously because it costs $20 million (laughs) to make, Um, but it's incredible. It's incredible.
1: Danny? I have to agree with you, Slim. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, and it's because it is computer generated that I lose myself in this film with thinking, like, not just how it's made. I honestly to get to a point when all the Navi are on the screen where I am almost forgetting these are not real things standing yes. there. Yes and it is incredibly impressive the just the texture the movement the lifelikeness of these characters i forget that this is not real mm-hmm. this is this is not makeup this isn't prosthetics this isn't some weird animatronic that's amazing this is this is this is mocap this is cg people that have been placed in these scenes and i am like Jaw you're, on the floor.
0: Right, yeah. You're like transported. That, that, so my review, I wrote, um, what did I write? Like Waterworld meets Star Tours meets Lord of the Rings. Of the Rings
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> and Jeez. that probably didn't make any sense it before doesn't. you saw it. But in my opinion, it makes perfect sense because, and it, this comes back to my love of the Flight of Passage. This feels like almost some kind of weird evolution of watching a movie in a theater. Yes. in with the high frame rate Combined with the 3D, like I am in Pandora <laughs> in this three, this IMAX 3D theater, I was completely blown away. And it has to do with like the way the backgrounds looked. Like every scene, I was like zoning in on how things f- looked far away, but it looked real. It looked friggin' real, bro, yeah. and it freaked me out.
2: Yeah, we we were kind of joking around about the idea that of like movies being experiences. Like they're not movies. You go to experience something, you know, like a Marvel movie with, a, you know, 200 people. And it's about that moment. It's not necessarily about the movie, but this, this felt like something across between a movie and an experience. Like what I was witnessing with the 3d, you know, uh, like a three, it felt like I was on a three hour ride into a different world yes which i which i haven't experienced before
1: it's also so weird i never feel the need to champion 3d technology for movies like even with animated films like disney or dreamworks or whatever where the kind of it works the best i don't even like care that 3d exists but for this i can't imagine not seeing it in 3d it's really weird and, and mm-hmm. i would always say to see This movie in 3D, I I always said that the 3D experience of the first movie blew my mind, and it's done it again.
3: Yeah, totally. I mean, just like, if you've not seen this, or if you're going to go watch it again, just look at any of the scenes during, like, the whale hunting, and you tell me where the set starts and (laughs) where the CG begins. Like, you've got real humans fishing with hooks, and then you've got Navi beside them, and they're on boats, and they're on the water. like. Where? You tell me where Mm -hmm. it starts and ends because I sat there and looked and did nothing but stare and I I don't know. I I can't figure it out. And I wish more movies could be made this way and I think the future like, and I don't know how long it takes, maybe maybe it doesn't happen, but I think like the future of like big blockbuster movies will be like this. It's just gotta get cheaper to make. Mm -hmm. But stuff like um... The Justice League movie. Oh. Okay. When that movie, like, the Zack Snyder one, let's just go with that, because that's the one I watched the most recent. But, like, most of the action in that movie is CG. Like, there's almost no real people in a majority of that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, you know, you consider it a live action movie. Um, but most of the effects are... And I remember tweeting when I saw it. I was like, when when can we just get to the part where we don't need real people anymore? Like, let's, oh just, God. <laughs> let's just have them I'm be... I'm the
0: bad guy for saying this movie is the best-looking <laughs> movie ever made. But Ketcher is saying, get rid of human beings. It, yeah. In, a,
3: in situations like this, in selected situations like this, why not? Like, if 90% of the movie is already CG, why have, like, 10% Edie of Bob it look no? like bad green screen? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Like... um. The only problem is we can't make movies like this because no one's going to put the time or the care and the, or the effort right. into doing it this well. And that's like why it's so exciting when this, the first one came out and why I was so hyped for this because it's like, yeah, there's who, there's, who else? Like the only, and I know this is, I, I don't mean to bring it up again. I know how you guys it up. all feel, bring it up. Here it but comes. like walking out of Dune, the first, oh, the God. first time I walked out of Dune was a, a similar experience where I walked down and I was like, oh wait, I'm in a city in Canada I'm not on a world a million miles away and there are so few filmmakers that can actually make a film that feels like that I watched the first avatar the other night uh, for so Emma cuz she'd never seen it as prep before we went in to see the sequel and I don't have a 3D TV and that movie was as immersive watching mm-hmm. it at home as it without the 3D so just like adding the layer of 3D just makes it just mm-hmm. so much more affecting to be there
0: mm-hmm. Proto what's your number one point that you want to bring up for Avatar 2
2: um, my number one is the uh, the story um, mm. this uh, w- which is similar to what I talked about last week uh, and it, it kind of has happened again because I've read some reviews and people are kind of ragging on the story of this movie it's, it's, it's basic up. it's too simple what story <laughs> My God. But I I think I, I think like what Jim does with this and, and how it's <coughs> written, I think it just works so well because I think the more you remove the complexity of a story, the actual more epic it It can become because I was talking, I saw it with my dad and my brother. And afterwards I said, like, this feels like a Bible story. Like it it felt biblical in the way that everything is pared down in terms of what's going on. And that actually, like, to me, it like elevates the story. It reminds me of like Metropolis. When I watched Metropolis, I was blown Mm. away by the story because it's, it kind of removes those 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 things that make a story more complex and just shows you like the the like almost like the the bare metaphors and symbolism that's there of just you know you have like the elements of family and people might feel like oh you know we're being hit over the head with this stuff but i just thought in terms of it being like a grand epic story that's three hours long about this family running for their life and trying to survive. I love that. I I have no problem with you telling a simple story if you execute it so well.
1: Like, and I feel like it was executed so well. Danny? I don't disagree with that statement at all. I think um, when we, from coming from Titanic to Avatar in our last couple episodes and, Proto kind of opening my eyes to the type of writing that Jim does or the lack of it. Cause it's very, it's very sparse. I mean, he's not, he's not writing a Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I think I was ready for it in this film. Cause I, I realized it and watch my rewatch of Avatar. The one thing that bugs me in the story was the, as basic as it was, the stuff that was the most interesting was only in it to set up the next movie that makes any sense. Like Edie Falco's character on that giant city that was terraformed over so many years was super interesting and it looked incredible, but also it was gone in a heartbeat. Um, Sigourney Weaver's avatar Navi character and the way that she can talk to everything and how she's connected. That's incredibly interesting, but it wasn't completely told to us. And I was like, "Ah, I want to know more about this. I guess it's going to be in the next movie. Like there's the stuff that was the most interesting to me, only felt like cliffhangers for what's to come. And it kind of bugged me to a point. Mm.
4: Interesting. To yeah, a point.
2: He, he definitely does leave a lot of open-ended uh, story points for the sequels.
0: Yeah, I, the Terraform City, like the back shots of the sh- like the things leaving that, like the the whaling ship leaving, and you can see it in the distance. Oh my God, that looks awesome. Yeah, like that city. Also, the the ships coming to Pandora to start the movie. Oh my god! Right? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. so good. Are oh you kidding me?
0: God, I mean, he finally has like the budget to make that like Terminator Two t- uh, style stuff, and just seeing them like you know hit the brakes and burn up so much of Pandora just, yeah. and the mechs come out. Oh. oh my god! So I I think I was on maybe Awesome Danger Pod. I listened to their episode with Jason and H from Dune Pod. They did the first Avatar, and I, it might have been Kev that said like the rumored fourth or fifth movie is supposed to go back to Earth. And I almost passed passed out when I heard that idea. Like, oh my god, I'm I'm all in on no. Cameron going back. Just no. nuke, it. just nuke Earth. <laughs> Don't ever go back. Stay on Pandora, please. <laughs> Uh, the one other, the weird thing, you talked about like prepping stuff for the the next couple movies and there's so much out there about like what he was filming. I think like f- two and three he filmed at the same time. He yeah. also filmed a third of four because the kids apparently age in the second half. Like I, I don't know if it's like a time skip or a future scene. But he says, this is a quote from the wiki, I had to shoot the kids. They're allowed to age six years in the middle of the story on page 25 of movie four. So I needed to film that before then. And then everything <laughs> after that, we'll just film later. So like, oh my god, what? God, what? <laughs> so that's how like deep he is in prepping for these movies, which is just bonkers to me. The logistics of filming movies like this at the same time, I would crumble. I can't do any of that. I can't even pay my bills on time, yeah, yeah. let alone film three different avatars with in mocap BS. Yeah. I
2: can't do it. Well, I'll, you know, just with some of the ideas that Jim is playing with here, um, and I and I think it, what's also as cool is this, this movie feels like a culmination of every other movie he's made before. Mm-hmm. Like even said, just like he's doing the stuff in, from Terminator two that he would want to do. Um, but just like, I mean, he did Titanic again in this movie. Like he just yeah. like did everything that he did before and just, but did it better. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the, the ideas in terms of like also being like a sci-fi fan, like, uh, The the Colonel Quaritch coming back as an avatar whose memory was preserved and wakes up in a Navi body, like that is like just like straight out of like anime, like it's like such a cool idea. Then like the the Kiri character of being uh, like immaculately conceived somehow by Sigourney Weaver's avatar, and like that's her daughter. Like all those, like those different ideas, to me, were so incredible. I
0: can yeah. picture Proto levitating in that IMAX theater <laughs> during all three and a half hours. Uh, Danny, what's the first thing you want to talk about from this movie? Ooh, um, the
1: probably the worst part of this movie. Oh, and that is the character of Spider, <laughs> the little Tarzan white boy running around. I, um, every time he's on screen, I'm uncomfortable and I hate the way he looks. Yeah. And um, it makes no sense. He's a human. He needs clothes. He doesn't, he's not a Navi. He needs, he's in water, out of water. This man, this kid needs this more than just a loincloth. Also, I hate, I don't think he's well, I don't think he was well fleshed out, written well at all. I don't like how it was just like this weird back and forth was, I trust my avatar dad or I trust the people who've raised me since I was a baby. Like it didn't. It, none of it worked for me. I didn't mm. understand why. Like I, it just. Every bit of that storyline was stupid. H- hard disagree. Oh, hard I'm disagree. listening. Oh, hard disagree. Oh, let it out. Um,
3: one, just to backtrack quickly. Uh, the breadcrumbs work, but I don't think it fails the film from say it fails
1: the film it's my worst least part of the yeah film.
3: that's fair but I, I think it tells a cohesive story on its own um and then two i think the thing that i i will agree the look is not ideal don't no. love the dreads don't love them um but what his character does throughout the movie was kind of surprising to me because so often in like I feel like people see him as a character that he's not actually like he's making active decisions. And to me, they always feel true to who he is. He's never settled with the Colonel as like, he never just gives up to him. He's always fighting him at every turn. He's never really giving up on his family and him to go and save him at the end. Just like resonates with me, just with regards to the film, like the themes of the film of family and instinct and trusting your gut and, and knowing something and believing something to be true and believing in other people. And like, he never, he never does something where I'm like, that's, that's not what he would do. Mm-hmm. Like, it never feels, it never feels unauthentic to me.
0: I absolutely would have put pants on the kid. It's the day <laughs> one design seminar. Yeah. Jim Cameron. I actually would love pants on that kid. That's, that's it. That's my only note. I think his name's stupid. Yeah. That's also spider. It. Yeah. Pants and a buzz cut. Jim, please. Give him a different name. I believe in the freedom of legs. <laughs> we know you don't. Do. Let it all hang out. I I I liked the journey of this character over mm-hmm. the course of the film. Like when he saved the colonel, I wasn't expecting that. And then on the second watch, I kind of it really just like laid into me that we're probably going to get a very more, like a much more complex journey for the Colonel over the next two Time. movies than yeah. I was Not expecting. till the end.
1: Like he's in every one.
0: Yeah, I don't know how long his storylines going As long as run. they keep
1: dropping his memory in another body.
0: It's true. And I actually, one of my favorite things, I know I harp on this a lot, but I didn't watch any trailers for this. I didn't see any previews. So like all this stuff was brand new. I like I didn't even know the whole thing took place on frigging water. Like literally, I didn't cool. know anything about the whales. That's so cool. It was all new to me. And like, I didn't even think that they would stay in this location for the next one either. Like, like, oh God, they're staying there for the next movie too. I want, I kind of want the forest back to be honest. Um, But the journey of Spider was better than the overall presentation of the character. I mean, also he had some really bad lines. Yes. But yeah, I mean, that was the, if there was a low point in the movie, Spider is definitely it for me. Thank you. Part of Spider the high point for you?
2: No, but I kind of agree with Ketcher. I didn't really mind his character, Um, and I thought the 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 relationship with Querich of just being his his (laughs) his father is the human who this like now really a true like demon character who's come back from the dead uh, is his only you know uh, relationship. I think Mm -hmm. that's just like a really fascinating idea. Totally,
3: yeah, hundred percent. And like the idea that he's like learning about this kid and making the active choice to sort of like open himself up to him, even if it's like in a small way in this film and just like his, his embrace of being an avatar and like trying to learn the language and like learning this like new body. Like that's really fascinating to me. And like his interest of like becoming, he sort of goes through like a Jake like experience.
0: Yeah. I I would love to. And like, maybe, maybe his body gets effed up. Maybe he has to become an avatar at some point in one of the later movies like i think someone made a comment in the chat but like maybe something goes wrong between the family and spider and he becomes like an advers- adversary of them at, mm-hmm. at a certain point oh. as, the, as they age so like that's also like the the anime manga thing you talked about like i can absolutely see this becoming being a plot in a manga that i would read where there's like a time jump or something and all these characters you're stayed with for so many chapters like they change over time like that almost mm. like um uh, Akira is probably the most recent thing we talked about. Spider Spider's the Tetsuo of Avatar. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine Jim Cameron doing a oh, Akira stop. homage? Don't, don't put no. that in the universe. Neo New York City <laughs> <laughs> in Avatar 5. Yes, <laughs> yes.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Catcher, oh. what's what's your first point? I'm gonna go a little bit lighter. Um <laughs> just, just like the visual, um, like all the like the what's the word? What just, like, the tech stuff, the te- like, the submarines yeah. and the, the new mechs, but then also, like, the new wildlife we get. Um, we get this, like, turtle whale <laughs> thing that is incredible. Um, his, like, whoever, whatever, whoever his team is, I think you guys mentioned this on the Avatar episode, like, the first one. Like whoever he's got coming up with these worlds and designing these creatures and creating this like unique biology for this world, it just all flows so seamlessly. Like when he's on top of uh, when he's saved by that whale and you think it's rocks, and then all of a sudden it like breathes like the blowhole. And then you see like the three nose blowhole things. It's exactly the same as the other creatures that you've experienced. And it's just like, you know, right away, like, oh, okay, this is the blowhole. Like, this is a, a creature. It's alive. He's not on a rock. Like, it's, he does this brilliant, really simple, um, like, visual storytelling. And yeah. it, it's just mind boggling. It's mind boggling.
2: Yeah, there was, th- there was so much stuff like that, that, that kind of almost, like, shocked me when I saw it of just how you're like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this scene that's CG, but then it would cut. To something that was real, like if, or at least it felt really real, and it kind of like like shook me. I, the one thing I can remember is like where the where the the subs are chasing the kids underwater, yeah, and then the one sub uh like hits something and the it it cracks the glass yes. and the, it shows from inside the sub and it's filling with water. I was like, what the heck? Because it was like it was really like two dudes in a sub getting flooded with water all of a sudden, yeah, and it was just like jarring in that way but there was like so much stuff like that but it, but again like that bl- the blurring of the line between real and cg was just so compelling to me that it, it just
3: it made it so immersive
2: oh my god <laughs> how, how about
3: that like uh truth-telling spinning violently spinning like contraption oh, yeah, the they put spider in. oh yeah like wh- what it's like it's like the thing from uh, clockwork orange but like mm-hmm. somehow, I mean, not as bad because I don't want hooks in my eyes, but like it's getting just nearly as as like terrifying to think about being
0: inside. The um, there was one scene inside the sub where it's like glass plastic thing curved a little bit Ooh, and in the yes. 3D. You could see the curve yeah. of the glass in a way that I've never seen on film. That was just another weird thing. Like,
4: is this real yeah.
0: life? <laughs> 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 yeah, that looked amazing. Let's see. My next point. Uh, bu- 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 what do I want to talk about? We haven't talked about the frame rate, but I guess we talked about a little bit of the visual stuff. But go for it. Um, I didn't mind the frame rate. So when I got tickets the second time, I almost went to a theater. Like it was three. It was real three D. But I noticed another showing said high frame rate in it, and this one didn't say that. So I almost like my second viewing almost didn't have that kind of like experience. Um, I didn't have any problems with it in this movie. Like maybe it's just an avatar thing where I only would want a high frame rate experience in this type of thing. But for me, it didn't bother me, Danny. Did you see it in, in IMAX?
1: Yeah. IMAX, IMAX 3D. I talked to, uh, I don't know how to talk to you. Excuse me. I saw someone talking online and he was saying how he saw the 3D high frame rate not in IMAX and it bothered him. Holy. And then he had a second viewing he saw 3D IMAX, and it didn't. He didn't even notice how bad. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't bother him in that at all. Uh, so I wonder if just that IMAX viewing helps, at least whatever sort of cutting in and out of uh, HFR and, and not mm-hmm. um, helps. I don't know if it was with the combination of 3D, but I
2: there was a few times where with the high frame rate I kind of had like trouble at first like tracking what I was seeing on the screen Blue. like it looked blurry for like the first second until my eyes like adjusted to it uh and that like kept happening but other than that I didn't really mind it either um I know we always joke about you know motion smoothing being on on TVs and <laughs> and, and like hating that but yeah maybe it, maybe it's just because like this is you know, it's, it's like an experience in the theater and like, if this is what Jim wants to do. And it, to him, it like looks better this way. I guess I kind of like, I trust Jim.
3: I think, you know, I with that, Jim. my understanding but, is it's, if he wants to use it for the 3d so that mm-hmm. that sort of motion blur effect that you get at 24 frames is less vol- nausea Violent. inducing yeah. because it's just, you lose that stuttering. That was, that was my, for my mm-hmm. limited research. Mm-hmm.
2: I know people said it also like it looks like a, a like a video game cutscene scene or, or whatever. Right. But I, I've been watching uh, like Blizzard cinematic trailers my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I've watched one, I said, I want to see a movie. Yes. Like yes. This. yes. I want to yes. see a, a right. two hour movie of, yes. a, of, a, of a trailer like this. And that's what Jim did. He just like <laughs> gave it
0: to us. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, you remember me at our vacation house, how annoying I was with that. Samsung Frame TV, no one could figure out how to turn off oh motion God. smoothing. I wanted to destroy that thing.
2: I came in from outside and you were just sitting there and I looked at the TV and I looked over at you and the look in your eye,
3: mm-hmm.
0: the disdain. <laughs> Total technology disdain. Uh Proto, your second point. We mentioned a little bit, but uh the character of Kiri who
2: is the the daughter of Sigourney Weavers character. Um I love that character. I love the uh her connection to Awa that she has. Like she's kind of going through, you know, it appears like this kind of like depression. She's like suffering with someone. Her parents think it's, you know, missing spider, you know, and then they they ask her, you know, like what's going on? She's like, it's it's Awa. It's like I can hear her. I can hear her heartbeat, like I can sense her all around me. And this character being like this, like this prophet. Medium connection to Awa more than other people. Um, I, I just like found that really beautiful uh, in this story, and it um, kind of like those scenes having like a very uh, slowed down pace. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed by the pacing of this movie as well. And I felt like, especially those scenes, because her scenes are often very like, you know, in the moment. And and Jim didn't, he wasn't afraid to like take time and just like give us these scenes that like we're allowed to breathe. Yeah, And I, I really like how that was expressed through um, the character of Kiri.
0: Yeah, I was thinking in the second viewing, I was trying to think of like, what would you even cut from this movie really? But so much of those scenes, like a lot of them did feel long. Like the first time I saw it, I was kind of, a little bit during the whale meeting scene, where they're just kind of like dancing together in the water, being BFFs. But in the second watch, I'm like, you know, it's long, but it looks amazing, and it is just this gorgeous scene, just kind of showing rather than saying. And I, I like on the second view, I was like, I actually probably wouldn't cut anything out. Really, a lot of this stuff. Danny, what did you think of that character and and? In- her scene. I think.
1: I think her character to me was the most interesting character in the movie. I I enjoyed how, um, because of how thin the story is, that hers felt the most fleshed out. Like this is this is adding a bit of lore to what we've learned so far about Pandora, and uh, I just I really liked her character. I liked the design of her character. I thought she was adorable looking, uh, easy to connect with, and um she had some great moments
0: mm. we're teetering on a danny three i think for avatar oh, the interesting. i'm trying to Smell i'm trying that? to read the tea leaves <laughs> like three, in 3d right now
5: <laughs> i'm trying <laughs>
0: <coughs> being very gracious in his comments so far catcher what's your
3: second point uh let me ch- let me check my notes guys first time ever i brought a note? Note- i brought a uh, notebook notes? with me into oh, the theater They need to invent, like, pens with a little flashlight on the end, (laughs) because my scribble is (laughs) illegible. Um, This is amazing. um, Okay. Family. Just the themes of family. I think we touched on it a little bit already, but just (laughs) the fact that, um, like, Jake and Eteri's family is made up of not only their own sort of, like, biological children, but these sort of, like, found children as well. Um, And the idea... Again, that colonel sort of has this connection with Spider and this, the movie is just examining families in all kinds of different aspects and giving um, respect and credence to, to all of it. And I think that's really, I think it's a really important thing to be talking about in these yeah, movies. And I even think of that. In these movies, I think they get a hard, they get a hard time or are given a hard time because we are just very earnest. Like he's Mm -hmm. not cynical in any way when he's dealing with the themes that he's talking about. And it's just like, it's kind of refreshing just to have someone not try and like be constantly pulling something on you. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Like, he's just like, here's a beautiful story about protecting the earth and like the water and Mm -hmm. our, and, and and the place that we live and defending that and how, how the, how where you live is so integral to who you are as a person and your family. And like, protecting that at all costs like how is this not a message that like everyone should be pushing like
5: Mm.
3: you know obviously everything with climate and all this other stuff but like we need to protect the thing that like where we live and whether that's the earth and the jungle or that's like our neighborhood where we live like these are very important things and i think this these films are really like trying to tackle some like vitally simple ideas and I think he does that really well.
1: Yeah, it definitely felt like the first one is an anti-deforestation movie. And then this one is protecting the oceans. Yeah, movie.
3: anti-whaling and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the idea that like pull this like anti-aging juice from these whales. And like we use whales to make makeup. Like, you know, there's like a connection there. That's quite mm-hmm. interesting. So but forever.
0: Yeah. Say it. Is Jim Cameron a hero? <laughs> No, he's a filmmaker. He's a filmmaker. That's the question we have to ask. No. Really. (laughs) My only comment about that one is, I think the writing of my Jake Sully being an idiot father was a little too bare. Like, the only scenes we saw with him and his youngest son were just so opaque. Like, let's get a little bit more depth with why you think... Like I, I would have I, maybe like I would have wanted to see more time with him having a more complex relationship with his younger son. I don't know if anyone else. Yeah, well, that
2: it, way. It's interesting how Jake Sully has, is almost a side character in this movie. And I would not be surprised yeah. if he's not really relevant in the next movie.
3: You I know, was half expecting him to be killed off like in that yeah. final sequence. I was like, let's make room for other more interesting people. Like, let's do that. Mm. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Like every scene he was in, it was kind of like almost like a dad joke. You know, like, the scene where it's, like, the yeah. two dads, like, the other clan leader, and they're just, like, giving each other's looks, like,
0: well, what are you going to do? You know, it's just kids. <laughs> right, right. And even the teary, I would have, like, she was held back by my Jake in most of the movie. Like, she wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wanted to F people up. But he was, like, holding back. And, and maybe that'll change in the next one, because he realizes he was wrong. Uh, Danny, next point.
1: Uh Next point. Um... Back to the whale. Yes. Um, I think his name was Piacon. Yeah. And uh, my note says I would die for Piacon, <laughs> Um That storyline with the middle son and the whale was incredibly well done. It made me, that was like, for me, that was the best emotional bit in the movie. That also led to like so many of the most beautiful scenes of this movie. Everything underwater uh, for me, Ugh. it was, I don't want to say immersive. It was <laughs> just, um it's just the stuff that I love the most. And then every time we cut away to like the humans or the fake avatars, I was like, just, just put me back in the water, please. Like get me back under the water. It was gorgeous Whoa. um but my but the the Piacon storyline i thought was incredible i loved him jumping on the boat uh that scene was had me like i just want to cheer for that whale it was it was incredible mm. yeah i i love the um yeah the whale stuff
2: is brilliant also the fact that like these whales are compared to humans or, or Navi are like geniuses. Yeah. (laughs) They're like hyper intelligent, but they're whales. So it's not like they're going to develop computers or anything, or, you know, a train system. They're just chilling in the water. (laughs) But also the fact that like when the, the clan leader tells the story of the whales and how they, they through their, like their intellect and their experience, they all decided that we're not going to kill anyone. And just even like that message that like, mm-hmm. hey, here's these hyper intelligent creatures and they've just decided that killing is off the table no matter what. If, you're, if your mother, you know, if, you're, right. if your partner is being hunted by these whalers, we're still not going to kill. Um, and like that's such like a powerful message. And then also just the message of like this Piacon at the end who's like, I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm going to
1: protect my brother here. Not mm-hmm. only that, like laying his life down for him. Like that was what also yeah. I took from it. Those underwater scenes are insane. It's insane. The learning to hold the breaths, learning to ride the underwater horses, the like stingray angelic type thing that goes on your back that helps you breathe. Um, like yeah. incredible, yeah. incredible thought went into what
0: is under the water. And I don't mean to compare to the Marvel movies. Oh, but do, it. Like, do, do it! Do if it! Do it! If you uh, talk about like the Wakanda forever no yes. more underwater scenes or That's even scary. aquaman and then you have this like it's not even a competition i would never want to watch any other underwater anything if it wasn't jim cameron visionary hero <laughs> putting it together <laughs> uh, it doesn't even doesn't even look like close but, at all it's, n- it's 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 wild
3: no wakanda forever a, a movie that mm-hmm. like has its positives but is Kind of a a little bit of a mess. The underwater stuff in Talukon is a disaster. (laughs) Like it's Mm -hmm. it's so it's just gray and muddled, and you don't see anything. And it just there's no life there at all. And this is the polar opposite of that. Right, polar opposite. In
0: in in those movies, I would not want to live underwater. No, but in this movie, "Mm, I could maybe. Learned oh, I was love. I was joining that tribe day <laughs> yeah, one. You, we would never see you again no. day one nope. in the Reef People land. And
1: underwater horse <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: I'm out of here. My loincloth and dress. losers. <laughs> God.
3: Okay, imagine this. Hold on. Picture this. Picture this. Oh God. Okay. An go. expand we were talking about Disney, Disneyland rides. Imagine hmm. like this place, but like as a resort. I that thought about you could that. go to. With I your springing walkways and all just, this stuff, like how amazing would that be?
0: Danny would move. yeah, would he would, I don't he would be like it. close encounters of the third kind. He'd be Richard <laughs> Dreyfus leaving everybody I'd be Rereeyfusing my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think is it I think yeah, we're up to my final note. Um, the final battle is probably my like main thought. So like the course of the journey of the movie for, like, my enjoyment levels is fascinating to me. Like, it's it's unreal, it's gorgeous, and then you start to, like, get in with the characters, and then you start to see, like, the Cameron writing. But then there's, like, scenes that, like, oh, my God, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then, it like we talked about last week, it makes me forget about it. And then I start to dip a little bit, but then the final battle scene happens. When finally Natiri is able to grab her bow, mm-hmm. and then Kate Winslet's character, I wrote down her name, um... Ronal, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, Ronal, yeah. Yeah. When she's, her character is pregnant and then her husband, Tonawari, you know, like she's ready to go go to battle and he's like, are you sure? Like, is this a good idea? <laughs> and then she, what is her line? Like, I ride. Like, and then they go to battle. I was like fist pumping. I was like, hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> um, And then the whole journey to the ship, them waiting in the water for Jake, my Jake to go wade out and then the whale jumps on and then they all freak out. They're charging in. That is so badass. Mm. It's so cool. Like, I was enthralled for the, I mean, how long is the final battle? Like an Two hour? Hours. <laughs> <laughs> Danny was still thinking about swimming in that water Just for the entire the water. scene. Um, I love the final fight scene. I thought the whaler dude was so frigging annoying. So stupid. Every scene he's in, I want to strangle him. And I guess that's the point that like, come on, I hate that guy.
3: Yeah, how satisfying is it when he gets his arm ripped off? Like, how that great did was feel that? did feel nice. It
0: does. I would have seen a few more body parts ripped off of that guy and make me feel better. But, of mm-hmm. yeah. what'd you think of the final fight?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I also, I, I loved how, like, local this story was. I, I feel like if anybody else was making this movie, it would have been the, a final battle to rid the planet of the humans. Now, of course, Jim has this plan of, like, four movies or, or however mo- many movies he's going to make. Um, so this is not the end of the story, but it's kind of neat just that like the reality of this world is that humans are here to stay. The Navi aren't capable of removing them. All they're doing is like fighting for like their families and their home right now where they are. So like, it's a final battle that has like no real relevance on the the world as a whole, mm-hmm. but it means everything to the people right Ooh. there. And then, and even that is like refreshing just to see in a story. Um, but the final scene, especially like when it goes to night, like Jim, you crazy for this man? You're like he's doing. He's doing everything in the dark. It, like when they come out of the water, the eclipse, like covered in water. The, the oh yeah, eclipse. the eclipse. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah, I didn't even know. Like I don't know if this was. Was that in the first movie that no. it's like no. Yeah, that it's. Uh, what do they call so. that? Tidally locked or whatever, where they spin in orbit. That so it's like it looks the same all the time, and then the sun going around is just incredible. Like yeah. that was that was a beautiful shot, but science yeah.
3: insider. Wrote it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gorge, gorgeous yeah. and uh, fantastic fight scene at the end. Proto, final point. Um, You mentioned the earnestness. Someone, I think I might've been catcher of like, just how the story is so earnest. Yeah, and the- um. That's a
3: two star? That's a two star? <laughs> we're
2: I was, drifting, we're yeah. drifting lower. <laughs> I was not really expecting like the depth of like spirituality in this movie as well. Um, Like as somebody who grew up as a a Christian and who thought about God,
1: Like daily,
2: daily, (laughs) hourly, (laughs) all the time, considering my soul, Mm -hmm. like these, those, so those things in movies really connect with me and I, and I find them very compelling and the way it's, it's presented here in the Avatar series is so cool because it takes those things that kind of more so live in our head in our world of like, you know, well, is like, is God real? Is there really, what does spirituality even mean? You can't feel it or touch it. And it's actually real, and there's evidence of it in this world mm. that that it mirrors our world and the way that people want to experience it. So, like that being so like real and literal in the world of Pandora is just like so beautiful to me, especially of the character, like I said earlier, of Kiri. But even the end there where they where their son dies and like that scene of them taking him to like the field or whatever to like mm-hmm. return the energy and then you see like the flashback to the movie at the beginning where it feels like nine hours ago you saw that scene where they <laughs> lift him up <laughs> <laughs> they lift him up as a baby and you're like oh my god like you see this whole this kid's whole life like I just thought that was like incredibly beautiful storytelling and, and
1: I loved I loved it is Jim Cameron a genius <laughs> <laughs> yes that's slim that's- <laughs> Not
0: Danny. Catcher, final point.
3: Uh, I mean, the okay, I'll just say this. I just think, say it. I just think it's, I love a film that makes me, when I leave the theater, I start questioning things, and sometimes it's the plot, and sometimes it's just like, is this the future of filmmaking? Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, there's so many different things that I'm left thinking about. Is it okay that we put this kid in dreads? Are we okay with that? I'm not sure. Like, would this movie offend people less if it was directed by an indigenous director for instance or mm-hmm. like these are the kinds of questions that like i left the theater really wrestling with that i really don't have answers for do we need higher frame rate another question you know like there's just layers but this is a movie that like i had such a blast watching and felt so good watching but then i walk out and I go hmm i want to think about this i want to engage in this more am i okay with this is this cool is this great and i think a movie for me that's the thing i love about movies the most is like what kind of questions i'm left with when i walk out and for me this movie does that on Mm. so many
0: levels so just thankful thankful for movies should spider be wearing pants no question 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 one no no imagine (laughs) being wet all
3: the time in pants that would be the worst good point
0: they have some like Quick Microphone. dry fabric. Right. You know the yeah. army; they yeah. got quick dry fatigues. You can throw on that kid. Yeah, that's very Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty sure the Navi have that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Danny, final point. Um, final point. I I feel like I've I'm there. I've already done it all. Um. So can I go ahead and give rating? Oh, oh he's okay. Just, are, we, are we Are we to wow, wow, that? Wow. We're to honorable, that, right? Honorable mentions rating. Let's do it. Um, honorable mentions. I don't have any. Oh my um, god. I listen, this is one of the best movies of the year, guys. Please just stop. <laughs> I have the same feeling coming into this episode that I did with Dune. Like, I, I, I it, what stuck with me the most about this movie were things that bugged me and it drove me nuts. That, that, that was what stuck with me. But this movie is, is incredible feat in cinema. This is what we would call event cinema. Like, this is, this is the stuff you go to the movies for, to see this, this incredible, it's just, it's like a work of art. Like, this is, this is what we witness on this screen. Do I have problems with the story? A little bit. Um, maybe it's Proto's fault for opening my eyes to how bad Jim is at telling stories. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm at four stars for this. I had an oh. incredible time watching it. Brilliant.
0: Oh, four stars. The old fake job from Danny. The F job. Ew. Uh <laughs> My honor. <laughs> is this a Quentin Tarantino podcast?
1: What is it? Lord have mercy.
0: Uh, let me see here. Um, going through my list here. Oh yeah. So I referenced it in my review, but James and I saw this. It was James' first 3D movie experience, and it was a, just a treat seeing him. Yeah. S- like experience it. Like it's got to be mind blowing. It was mind blowing to me. And he loved it. He loved seeing the 3D and stuff. It was awesome to talk with him after the movie. All the backgrounds, the passage of time. So like we, like a year passes from the humans coming back to Pandora, like right off the bat and sets the stage for a new status quo for the planet, which I thought was fascinating. Natiri's final fights mm-hmm. with that bow and arrow. Oh my God. Berserk. Berserk Natiri. Natiri. Um, how about her holding spider hostage at the end there? Kill him. Oh, son for, for a yeah. son, for a son, please. I still owe you a death. <laughs> um, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, when he, when he finally said I see you to his son. Oh. Finally, mm. idiot. But yeah, that was great. <laughs> the whale saves them. I think this is it. Yeah, it makes all Marvel movies look like a PS1 game. Everyone should be ashamed. <laughs> uh who is in charge at Marvel. It's over for you. I'm not saying 3D is the future, but I'm all in on 3D avatars, for God's sake. I'm all in on 3D high frame rate gym. Honestly, I don't know if it's gonna they're gonna get to five, but like, I mean, this made a lot of money. Didn't make as much as Doctor Strange. You know, who cares? But it made a lot of money. I hope he's able to continue. I hope I get to Earth. I wanna see. All of this, this is this is my Lord of the Rings. I said it last week. Jesus it's a ride. Christ. It's barely even a movie for me. It's a ride. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like I'm paying 30 bucks to sit in a Pandora ride for three and a half hours, and I love every second of it. Five freaking stars. Had a oh my goodness. Wow. Lord of mercy. Bring us home. Have mercy on our souls, please. Bruno.
1: Um, honorable mentions. The crab mechs
2: were yes. incredibly yes. cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, like, amazing design. They look real. They look real as they're moving. It's just incredible. Also, like, the humans on uh, the stilts
1: uh, mechs. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. cool as well. Ed drinking coffee. <laughs> <The> coffee? <laughs> what
0: is going on with that coffee? Using the mech arm? It's, Not even yeah, using your own arm? Yeah.
1: So cool. Uh so stupid.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, P- P- Paya Khan bouncing the harpoon off his horn. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. That, that whole scene of him just toying with the ships was, was incredible. Um, yeah, I adored this movie. It really, it's a a singular experience, I think in the theater. Um, just, you know, something else I, I plan on, on seeing it again. (gasps) Um, five stars for sure. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) Catch your
0: honorable mentions, anything left out in your final letterbox rating.
3: Uh, We didn't talk about the little crab mech, not the like his, there's the crab mechs, but then there was like the swarm ones that build buildings in six days. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Um, But is, is this like, is, is this like James's Star Wars? Mm. Oh. This idea, like for me, I love Star Wars, but in my mind, like, I love the world of Star Wars more than I love the movies, mm, if that yeah, makes totally. sense. And like, this just to me is like, here's a dude, a technical film achievement that is all about sort of creating this most epic world of uh, using like the most bleeding edge technology. And I'd be interested to see if it has a sort of like, I don't think anything could ever be culturally as, as large as Star Wars could be. It just thinks it's it seems impossible, but I, I'd be interested to see kids who are young now, like your son, going to see this and if it affects them in a similar way. Mm. Oh, I have to give a rating yeah. or yeah. no? Yes, you yeah. have to. Okay.
1: This isn't the Synodonts. Okay.
3: Okay, well, speaking of which, I actually, interestingly, on Cinnonauts we do a thing called a pairing where we pair no. our films. <laughs> yes, we're doing it. So I'm taking over. Um, I want to give my rating first. So Please. my rating... Four stars. Oh. Four stars. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit more reserved with my five stars, because I feel like I got a little flimpid there for a while, and I was just rating a bunch of stuff five stars, and I just need that to mean something more. Oh, my. Um, yeah. And I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. I had a blast, and I will probably see it at least another time. Maybe a third. We'll see. Um, and it's just brilliant. But I just certain movies just have to touch deep in my soul to get a five, and this just didn't It's just a visual masterpiece Mm -hmm. and it just didn't, you know, it's just not five material, but a solid, solid four, solid four.
0: So what's this pairing Um, business you're about to lay on us? What is
3: this? So on Cynonauts, we just try and pair something with the film that we've talked about. Just gives people another way of learning or maybe another entrance way in. Um, And I watched a film this past summer that was like really moving uh, called Kenestake Kynestake Two hundred and seventy years of resistance. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, something called the Oka Crisis that took place in uh, in Quebec, in Canada. And I think this movie really like represents that idea where it's like we've got to come together and work. Like Proto, you were saying, like on the grand scheme of things, maybe this doesn't mean anything. But like when you have to protect the thing you love, you band together and you work. And so. I think it's just a really
1: great documentary. So you should check Mm. that out.
0: Add it to the old watch list. I thought you were going to say The Last Samurai, I was going to choke you. (laughs) I mean, that's also a five star movie, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot of show to get to. We might have to hold our our faves of the year for The Uncut. Maybe like we'll talk about our faves just in The Uncut. I don't know. I'm starting to get old this year. I'm sweating over here. I'm I'm literally sweating at the runtime of this episode. But we do have some letters and emails to get to first before we make any decisions and announce. Uh, My pick for 70s Month, which we're doing also in this episode. (laughs) Uh, We have some VMs. Let's see. Let's read a letter first. You can shoot us a letter using the links on 70mmpod.com. From Brandon, I recently watched Contact for the first time, and a particular passage of dialogue really hit me in the heart. It's late in the film, and a character tells Jodie Foster's scientist, you feel so lost, so cut off, so alone, only you're not. See, in all our researching, the only thing we found that makes the emptiness bearable is each other. Thank you all for making the village a place that makes this world a little more bearable. Whatever you celebrate, I hope everyone has a safe and enjoyable holiday season with people they love. That comes from Brandon P.S. While driving around listening to the Mailbag episode, a question did pop up in my head. If you had carte blanche at Letterboxd and could add any dream feature or new functionality of your choosing, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Amazing letter. Thank you, Brennan. All, all, obviously one of my all-time favorite movies, Contact. Prado, what would you add to Letterboxd? Um, I don't know how they, I don't know what it would be, but I'd love more stats. Um,
2: maybe some kind of stats that would compare you with your other, uh, like people you follow and who follow you in some way. I'm not a stat man. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> but I think the stats are just like really interesting especially when you look you know that pro feature when you look at your stats over the course of the year I just like want more of that stuff that could like give me insights into like the movies I watched you know like, hey like can they tell me anything about myself based
0: on the movies I watched this year that would be really cool make Letterbox more like AWA you can find out more about yes. yourself plug in <laughs> Danny what would you add? You think um, of anything?
1: I think I would like the ability to at users. Mm-hmm. So like not just in reviews, but like in comments. Like if I read someone's review, and am like, hey, Slim, check this out mm-hmm. or something like that. And maybe not like super sociable, but I think I would use it socially more mm-hmm. uh, if I could be able to just like ping someone to check out a review or in my review. Like I read Proto's review the other day and just right. at him and people can go directly to his profile or some sort like that mm. instead of having to do hyperlinks. Yeah. Just a way to just at a user. Okay. If I want to drag them for the rise of the Skywalker,
0: um, we don't have to review. go there. Something like that. We don't that, have to go there, there right now in the mm-hmm. future. Maybe every
1: time someone under five stars of Rocketeer review, I can just at, they can mm. at me.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, Paul says, wish we could spoiler tag certain passages of a review. Ketcher, what about you? Do you have any uh, thoughts? I had one the other day
3: then I was like, I shouldn't message Slim about this. And then I totally forgot what it was. So I don't remember. But I think honestly, the thing is with it, it's really good. So there's very few things that would actually change. It's perfect. So, yeah. I just need it's to... on, it's shockingly good. It's shocking.
0: It's it. shocking. It's,
1: <laughs> it's yeah.
0: shocking how good it is. It
1: is, sho- it is shocking.
3: I, it's like so
0: pure. It is very like, pure. I, I would yeah. love more customized. I've already said this to Matt. I'd love more customized push notifications. Maybe only give me push notifications of people that I follow. Um. Like my, if my friends comment on a review, or if my friends like to review, or something like that.
5: Mm.
0: Also, I want TV. I'm I'm in the t- pro TV. You're camp. pro TV. I'm pro TV. you been coming
1: horde. So get it TV. out of here. I'm
0: pro TV. Listen. What if, a, TV what if there's just a TV episode? What if there's just a checkbox that. You say, yes, I want to see TV. No, I don't want to see TV. So you never have to see anything I... Put it right next to the porn checkbox. (laughs) Don't show me
1: this filth.
0: (laughs) The smut. TV and porn. Get it out of here. Uh, I'm going to auto-enable both of those things in your account when (laughs) you're sleeping tonight. So I'm going to post so many porn reviews. Your head's going to spin. Nolan sent a letter before we get into our VMs here. Subject line, Avatar 2, wet and wild. Excuse me. Nolan... (laughs) I'm going to log that later on Letterboxd. <laughs> is... Today, I'm writing for multiple reasons. The first one is to discuss the movie, of course, a movie that along with Top Gun Maverick has restored my faith in blockbusters. Oh, That's a word we didn't even use to talk about this film. The problem is that this movie, unfortunately, has not yet restored my faith in movie goers. Oh. I mean, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Midness had a bigger domestic opening. You kidding me? Also, I heard a great deal of buzz going into this about the fat suit Brendan Fraser wore, but I thought his performance as the whale in this was quite moving. Oh my <laughs> oh word, here my we go. God. Get, get him, him out of here. Where are the tomatoes? Nope. I, know, I can't even I tell it was him as the animal. Truly transformative performance if you ask me. Secondly, my God. no one goes on. I'm writing to say Preto's daily news updates on Instagram are the greatest thing to happen ever. The privilege of having the movie insider speak directly to my soul every day has given me life. I love being days, weeks, and even months ahead of the news cycle due to Proto's inside scoops. Happy holidays, Nolan. There you have it. Can I tell you
3: the other day, please
0: he scooped me on
3: that Barbie trailer? Oh, and i was the most i was like what really and i went and watched it because of <laughs> that so thank you Pruna. you know one <laughs> thing this isn't that. directly
1: at nolan one thing i care less about is to talk about how much money a movie makes i mm. don't care mm. like get it out of here let it out
3: it is going to affect whether or not we get more of them
1: i don't care either he's already filmed a third of four <laughs> we're After, getting. Yeah, we're three. getting at least three four. is going to be the best one Okay? You're yeah. calling it We're right now. We're already getting three. Yes, it's going to be the Return of the Jedi of the series. It's going to be the best one.
3: Well, the thing is, too, with Avatar, and this happened the first time as well, is like usually you get most films like a drop-off the following week, but Avatar had a lot, like, week over week, it didn't drop that much, and a lot of it had to do with people waiting to see it in IMAX. Like, they wouldn't see it in another version. They'd wait, and so it would push things out. So let's just wait and see how Box much more. Give yeah. yeah. a second. Yeah. It's about the dragon. Uh... Sorry, oh, product. crap. I
2: can't remember what I was going to... Wait, what? what were you just talking about? Box office money. money oh, didn't care. This is what I was going to say. The, another, I mean, is James Cameron a genius? He, he paid for these movies with yesterday's money, but he's going to make today's dollars. You guys ever hear of inflation?
0: <laughs> My God. He's a genius. <laughs> My God. You heard it here first. That's another scoop. Financial insider. <laughs> another <laughs> scoop. Okay, let's get to our VMs here. I'm sweating. <laughs> 90 minutes that's where the sweat starts
5: silly hey there 70 millimeter it's silly your resident Navi podiatrist I got to see this in IMAX 3D and I was totally blown away mm. this is why when we go to the theaters I had a blast the spirit of Christmas I'm suspending mm. all hostilities and I want to say slim 70 millimeter village I see you
0: Mm. <laughs> I saw a very high rating from Catcher, <laughs> just did the hand thing. Silly and I, you know, we've gone to battle. We've gone to war against each other in this Discord about the cultural footprint of this movie. I mm. saw, I see four and a half stars from Silly in Letterboxd. Unreal. God. We can Unreal. heal. And there's one person that can heal us. We know who it is. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. great (laughs) mother, Awa. KK left us a VM.
4: Hey there. It's KK. I'm just sending in a voicemail for Jim's sake. I don't want him to think that I left him behind. I really loved this movie. It was outstanding. I find myself thinking about it pretty frequently, which is a bit of a surprise. And just being... Very emotional about the whole ordeal. The first time I watched it, I, like, didn't tear up at all. The second time I watched it, you know, a, a couple tears got flowing out. But, man, in the time since then, like, I've just been thinking about the film, and it's hard to not tear up. When Jake repeats the line from the first movie about all energy just being borrowed... Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. One little thing that really stuck out of the movie that I appreciate is because of the constant bioluminescence of Pandora, you've become very used to a specific look at nighttime. And that look is a distinct lack of darkness. And one of the things that Big Jim does (laughs) so well Mm -mm. as the ship is sinking, the nadir of the narrative. For the first time across two movies, all the lights go out. For the first time, you're actually greeted with this pitch blackness. And it's unlike anything I've seen in those movies before. And it was so striking because of that. Love the podcast and love Thank you. love James Cameron just so much. I'm on board with these movies forever. Okay. Bye. Wait, no, not by yet. <laughs> uh, God, I don't care for high frame rate. That's all. Bye. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Had to get that come. comment in. It's go. okay.
4: It's okay.
0: It's fine. Thank you, KK. Ketcher, did you shed any tears in either of your viewings? Uh,
3: No, but I was close. I was close. But no actual tears, tears. Yeah, but it was close. (laughs) It's a touching movie.
0: You know what I think our previous longest episode was? Talk to me. Dean. We had an hour 34. That was our last Longest movie I think.
2: Imagine if James Cameron made Dune.
1: Oh my oh god! Oh my god!
3: Dude, <laughs> no, I can't.
0: <laughs> I need Denny working at all times. Actually, Please. you know, I, I'm 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 wrong. I'll correct myself live on air. It was oh. Zack Snyder's Justice League. In really? Six. Man, we had a hoot talking about that movie. Total hoot job. Uh, next VM, my my your final one. I think. Let me see if I have it here.
5: It's from Philip. Hey, 70mm pod, Philip from Kansas City. Uh, first off, apologies for the world's worst audio on mm-hmm. the last Avatar episode. I just followed the prompts and called in on the Google Voice line and it sounded terrible. So thanks to the folks in the Discord for mocking me and helping me realize that <laughs> voice notes were the way to go. So hope this works. Um, Avatar The Way of Water, what a blast. Mm-hmm. Um was able to take my wife to a one-day early uh, press screening here in Kansas City, and we got to see it on ScreenX. Uh, it oh, wasn't screen 3D, X. but we got a whole wraparound 270-degree screen. It was pretty rad. Uh, very oh. immersive, and just an incredible experience. I can't wait to go back. I still have only seen it the one time, so... Jealous of all the people who've seen it two or three times already. But it was great. I, I wanted to ask my wife if she had any thoughts, reviews she wanted me to share, and prepare yourselves for this. Wow. is uh, That was her review. So, oh. <laughs> uh, she might be listening to this with me. Uh, shout out to her for <laughs> finding a babysitter for the last minute so we could go see a 10-hour movie together. Uh, it was a <laughs> blast. Not looking forward to Proto's two-star rating. But oh, my God. forward. <laughs> To hear what you guys think. Have a happy holidays. My goodness, mistakes were made. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
2: I would also say, Philip, I I actually I appreciate when people leave uh, voicemails on the Google phone line because there's no redos. You're just going out Mm -hmm. there and you're just you you're saying it from the heart. So don't don't uh, don't let them get
0: to you in the Discord.
1: Mm -hmm. I won't I won't
0: stand for mocking. No, unless we're the ones doing the mocking first oh, time correct um, two things I want to call out please. I've gotten a few panic DMs in the past about can I redo my Google voice voicemail please delete the <laughs> first no? two
3: I'm responsible for such a voice
0: <laughs> second one I, f- I love when we get a voice memo that you can almost predict was recorded in a bathroom with whispering <laughs> or, or some kind of closet <laughs> usage uh, but thank you Philip for the great VM. So next week, we talked about how we're going to be doing scenes from marriage streaming on Criterion and HBO, I think we said. For scheduling purposes and for folks that listen live and eventually will listen to the second week's episode, we're going to be recording in the same night so we can have some time off. So I need to announce my pick for 70s month. I'm excited. And this was tough. I had a few yeah. on my list. 70s month is re- is going to be hard for us we've also
1: done a lot of bangers from the 70s already yeah we have mm-hmm. we have it's
0: true so, um, let me just give maybe if it's okay I can give some some Please. ones that were in the running if that's oh, okay
1: absolutely uh, I'll take notes we'll Salem's Lot
0: was in the oh. running wow oh my uh, god okay. one flew over Get the it? cuckoo's nest yeah
5: Jack's in the Oscar
0: in the running old Jackie Saturday Night Fever John Travolta. That was, that was maybe my number two. Holy cow. However, huh? there's a movie that has been gathering buzz recently. And it was released in the 70s. And I thought it would be great for us to watch it. And maybe we get some folks in our Discord to watch it, experience something brand new to them. 1975. Chantel Ackerman. Jean Dielman. 23. Oh my god The number one movie wow. for sight and sound you Of all time it.
3: Yes So oh. I think this is going to be a
0: great discussion awesome. It's a long movie It's a very different movie It's streaming on HBO Max and Criterion So let's try something new
1: Wait is you know? it Is it foreign Pick- language too
0: it is. We have
1: two in one night. Yeah,
0: <laughs> two in one night. It's French, right? Two long, way two way. long
1: French movies in one night. <laughs> oh Z- my God! <laughs> Welcome to Cinanauts. Welcome Sheesh. to Cinanauts, boys. Welcome we do to satellite Cyanauts.
0: Picks when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wanted to do like I had some fun picks in here, but we've been doing like, at yeah. least for my pick, I'm not saying nobody can pick a fun, a fun movie or whatever, but I don't know. We didn't. We did the Avatars. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we got to balance the scales a little bit. Okay. The fun is over. (laughs) Year three of no fun. The three-hour French movies will continue until morale improves (laughs) at 70mm. Uh, So you have your picks, folks. If you want to watch along with us, we are going to be going hard in January. And we have some cool plans for the the end of the month as well. But I refuse to have a public feed episode over near two hours. So we'll do our fave movies of the year in the uncut discussion. So for now, Proto, do you have any closing thoughts for this week?
2: Oh, I did. I did have a, I wanted to put something forward, uh, as an idea. Um, last week I was listening back to our episode and at the beginning, Slim, you were talking about, uh, you felt, you said that, uh, you went in to see Avatar the first time and you felt swindled, uh, because you weren't expecting something great, and then it and then it was, and you were like, "Well, it's maybe like a reverse swindling." And I thought, "It, it, you know, that's kind of clunky. It shouldn't be a reverse swindling when something you think something's gonna be bad, it's gonna be good. It's really more of like a a, a slimdling." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got slimdled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just putting it out there. It's a good one. Um, but also, you know, watching Avatar 2, what, what is so great is knowing that when Avatar 3 comes out, we're going to be able to do Avatar 1 and 2 Redux oh meeting up <laughs> to 3, <laughs> which is going to be a
0: fantastic month. <laughs> Cannot wait for it. I mean, yeah. Do you see these podcasts that just repost their episodes? Here's our episode no. from 2009.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: We do the work, okay? We'll redo the frigging thing enough
3: da- Danny will also make art that all three combine together oh, to make oh my one God. large dude.
1: piece dude no ha- <laughs> Avatar wait a minute we don't
5: have <laughs> hold on hold on huh. <laughs> we currently don't have Avatar artwork
0: in 3D I'm not oh, oh I just no, I'm, not, I'm just no. throwing it out there you know okay throwing it out there
4: throwing it out
3: there oh I know you have time I can't oh I know some uh, I'll talk to Danny about <laughs>
0: All right, so before we sign off officially, catcher, thank you for finally yes, coming thank on you. the show. Thank, thank you. I uh, hope everyone checks out the Cynonauts, checks out your beautiful art that we mm-hmm. love. I, I mean, might have been the early goings of us meeting you many moons ago during Paper Keg, wow. uh, which is maybe how we met you. But thank you for being our friend.
3: Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being my friend and inviting me on. And letting me wear my T2 t-shirt that I have, I on. just
0: noticed. Oh that. my god,
1: oh my that's amazing! God, where did you get that T2 shirt?
3: Uh, DM me. Don't, co- don't let Casey see that. I line. won't. I won't. <laughs> secret, they're, they're a secret. I keep them close to the chest. I don't let too many people know Move about to these to guys. DMs, so Casey is
0: in live chat. Everyone, just be cool, please. So we'll see everybody next week for scenes from a marriage. Oh, bless. 70mm is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and Vija, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me slim support our patreon for access to our vhs village discord to talk movies with new friends access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault discounts on merch uncut episodes and a physical membership card mailed to you to check out other tape deck podcasts find the link in the episode notes and if you'd like to support our friends at letterbox and upgrade to pro or patron status You can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com.
5: This this is, is a Tape Deck Podcast.